0: In some ways, indoor air quality became really critical as a result of the pandemic that we all went through. But it's always top of mind for our customers, and we are able to look at the full system, and we have a control system that we can manage the full system so that we can help optimize not only the efficiency of the building, but also the air quality in that building as well. One, two, three, four.
1: Welcome to the Green Hour. A community of innovators, activists, and government leaders in the world of sustainability. Each week, you will hear from a leader in sustainability to help unlock your mind to a greener future. Hey guys, I'm Preston Pogan. We are live in New York City at the Concordia Annual Summit with Donnie Simmons, President of Commercial HVAC Americas for Train Technologies, a leader in manufacturing specializing in heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and refrigeration systems. For Train Technologies, sustainability isn't just a buzzword. It's ingrained into their business strategy, shaping a $16 billion enterprise. In this episode, we'll dissect their approach, starting with their bold 2030 sustainability commitments covering water, carbon, waste, and energy. We'll also delve into the social dimension of ESG, exploring diversity in employee-led programs. And finally, we'll wrap up with a conversation on train technologies, investments, in sustainable education. Stay tuned for a deep dive into how this industry leader is turning sustainability into a strategic advantage. We enter and exit buildings multiple times a day, breezing through doors without giving it a second thought. But here's something we often overlook, the very air we breathe inside of these buildings. It's a story we encounter every single day, just like our daily routines, where the air we breathe sort of fades into the background of our lives. Indoor air quality has gained significant attention, especially since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Good indoor air quality is crucial for various reasons, primarily because we spend a significant portion of our time indoors. Poor air quality can lead to health issues, including respiratory problems and allergies. And during the pandemic, the emphasis on indoor air quality increased due to the potential airborne transmission of the virus. Addressing indoor air quality is not only about comfort, but also about creating healthier living and working environments a critical consideration in our post-pandemic world. Indoor air quality and sustainability are deeply intertwined. Ensuring clean, healthy air indoors is not only vital for human well-being, but also aligns with sustainable practices. By optimizing ventilation, using energy-efficient air filtration systems, and minimizing indoor pollutants, we not only prioritize the health of occupants, but also contribute to a more sustainable and eco friendlier built environment. I think we can all agree that indoor air quality matters a lot. Think about it. In a perfect world, every building you step into would have fresh, healthy air. Now who's behind making sure that this happens? HVAC companies. HVAC stands for Heating, Ventilation, and Air Conditioning. They're the ones creating the systems that ensure the air in our homes and offices is healthy and comfortable. Joining us on the Green Hour today is someone who leads the commercial HVAC business in North America. For one of the nation's largest HVAC companies, Donnie Simmons is the President of Commercial HVAC Americas for Train Technologies. Train Technologies is an HVAC company that employs 40,000 people and has revenues of more than $16 billion. In his role, Donnie oversees a broad portfolio of high-efficiency, industry-leading HVAC systems, services, controls, and energy reduction solutions. Train Technologies understands the importance of healthy indoor environments, and that is why sustainability is ingrained into everything that they do. In 2022, Train Technologies showcased remarkable achievements in environmental, social, and governance domains. Their Gigaton Challenge targets a reduction of 1 billion tons of carbon emissions from customers' footprints by 2030. They are committed to supplier diversity, having spent $607 million with diverse owned suppliers. In learning and development, they invest in their workforce, emphasizing career advancement and creating opportunities for all. The company is also actively investing in a sustainable future with a significant increase in volunteerism and more than 62,000 hours volunteered in 2022. Train Technologies is also making strides towards gender parity with 26.2% women in leadership positions. In sustainability, we talk a lot about the holistic approach. And looking at train Technologies ESG, it's clear to see that their achievements underscore their commitment to sustainability, diversity, and positive social impact. So the next time you step into a building, take a pause. Engage in a moment of awareness where you not only walk through the door, but also truly breathe in the environment around you. Consider the air, a subtle yet profound part of our daily lives. And as you do, think about the efforts of companies like Train Technologies, who are not just shaping the air we breathe, but are leading the charge in sustainability and environmental responsibility. Well, welcome back to the Green Hour. Today, I'm very excited. We're joined by Donnie Simmons, the president of Commercial HVAC Americas for Train Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us today, Donnie.
0: Thanks, Preston, for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, so we'll go ahead and start start off right away. Um, Train Technologies. I've done the research. It's a really, really interesting company, great company. But some of our listeners might not know what Train Technologies is. So, could you give a brief introduction about Train Technologies and the role that you're doing right now?
0: Absolutely. Uh, So, Train Technologies, uh, as a company, we have a purpose to uh, boldly challenge what's possible for a sustainable world, and and. We're in the HVAC industry, and so all all facets of the HVAC industry. And it's interesting because when you look at the statistics, fifteen percent of greenhouse gas emissions come from heating and cooling buildings. And so we have a significant impact on that as a company, and that's, so that's what we do. And, and we feel like we can you know do a lot to help the uh, the environment in terms of improving overall uh, you know the, the overall greenhouse gas emissions and reducing that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you, you say 15%. I was going to get into that in the next point. As an HVAC company, I mean, you're, you're tackling a big, a big, I, I would say, issue with emissions. And what you're doing is you're really segmenting it across four different things with carbon, waste, energy, and your water. So when looking at your 2030 goals and what you're looking into, could you explain like what train technologies
0: it's doing um, in those four sectors of carbon, water, waste, and energy? maybe I'll go back in a little bit in time here for a bit around train technologies. In 2014, we created some very bold targets uh, in terms of improving our overall efficiency of our operations, of reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, We set some bold targets in 2014. We were able to achieve those by 2018. And so in 2019, we set another uh, round of uh, targets to meet by 2030 one of those is what we call the gigaton challenge and that's about removing a billion uh, metric tons of uh, of CO2 emissions from our customers and so this is a very customer centric uh, goal that we have and we're making good progress since since that since 2019 when we set that target we've already reduced 93 million metric tons wow. of CO2 emissions from our customers i
1: see that with water i mean y- y'all have done a lot of cool things too Note that 18% decrease in water use in water stress regions.
0: Yeah, we, we have a heavy focus with all of our locations to reduce the water consumption. A great example, Monterey, Mexico, we have a manufacturing facility there, and they've done an outstanding job significantly reducing the consumption of water. And they're in a water-stressed environment, and so they actually have a recycling program. They use all their own water. They collect rainwater. They actually manage all of their own waste as well, so really – and we're looking at all those, you know, all of those type programs in all of our factories, and giving them challenges. We have an internal challenge for our own uh, facilities. We call the twenty-five by twenty-five. We want twenty-five percent reduction in energy consumption by the year twenty twenty-five. And so, every one of our plant managers and, and engineers in the plants work to identify different programs on how to reduce uh, reduce their energy consumption. And and we're on track. I mean, you, you mentioned the three percent. I think you mentioned the three percent. Reduction that we achieved last year, we're at 4% this year. So we're constantly looking with overall a goal of uh, being net neutral by 2050. I mean, that's our overall goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at your operational facilities, one thing that I love, and I've actually talked to, uh, I, I had someone on the podcast talking about, if you're familiar with Shaw Industries, I'm yeah. um, talking about zero waste to landfill facilities. Yeah. And one thing I want to highlight is Train Technologies' commitment to zero waste to landfill and I think you're operating 22 locations right now that
0: are zero waste to landfill. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So again, every one of our manufacturing, and Charlie Industry is a great customer of Train. Uh, every one of our manufacturing locations focus on zero waste to, to landfill. And so we're on a journey. And so 22 of our, you know, roughly 50 plus manufacturing locations are already there. And every other one has green teams that are focused on recycling programs so that ultimately we can get rid of all of the, the waste that we send to landfills so making really good progress we're also doing a lot from an innovation standpoint relative to that redesigning our uh, our packaging so that it's incorporated into the design of the product therefore you don't need pallets in one of our factories our unitary factory we redesigned the entire platform so it eliminates pallets altogether so you can imagine the amount of waste reduction associated with uh, you know of, of wood pallets that that take place in a factory like that so we've got those type of programs that are going on in every one of our facilities. So I work at a large flooring manufacturer,
1: and I deal a lot with certifications um, for our flooring products and specifically on indoor air quality. So yeah. what we use is FloorScore for um, our hard surface products, and then we use Green Label Plus for soft surface. And when I was doing research for this episode, I was like, this is so interesting because we have the, the air component, yeah. and then for what what I'm doing is the flooring component – so um, I don't know if you could talk to those at all, those two certifications for floor score and, and Green Label Plus, but um, at my company, that's like a big differentiator that we use, especially when we're going to commercial clients and talking about lead points and getting these commercial buildings lead certified.
0: Yeah, so we have you know, over 1,500 lead certified engineers in our organization today that help our customers identify ways to get those lead points. Uh, we're focused heavily, and we always have been, on indoor air quality. And so we look at, we, we manage the entire system. In some ways, indoor air quality became really critical as a result of the pandemic that we all went through. But it's always top of mind for our customers. And we are able to look at the full system. And we have a control system that we can manage the full system so that we can help optimize not only the efficiency of the building, but also the air quality in that building as well. I, so I can't speak to those very two specific, specific uh certifications, but I can tell you that we're the experts when it comes to indoor air quality and system management.
1: Yeah. So, so pivoting, if we're, if we're talking ESG right now, I mean, we talked about the environmental piece, carbon, water, um, energy, and waste. And now if we, we look more into the social aspect of things and look at your diversity, inclusion, and equity, really what, what I've, what I've seen Train Technologies is doing is really trying to create a diverse um, workforce. So could you talk about not only the diversity of your workforce, but also women in leadership positions at Trent? Absolutely.
0: So here's the best way to think about this is our goal from a diversity standpoint is that we want our workforce to represent the communities that we work in. And so that's what we're always striving. I think it was in 2018 when we first joined the Paradigm for Parity, which is around and we made a commitment around having uh, parity in leadership in terms of gender parity within leadership. And so today we're at roughly 25% of our leaders are female and we've got a goal of getting to parity. Okay. So we, we have targets that we measure that we're focused on. We're trying to increase the attraction so that we can pull in, uh, you know, more females into the organization. Uh, we've got a lot of work that we're doing. And, and the reason is, is this is, it's very simple. Like, Diverse businesses perform better. And I've seen it firsthand in my own business. When you increase the diversity on the leadership team, you get different thoughts and make you think differently. And it's not just about gender parity. It's also about racial and ethnic diversity. And so we're also heavily focused. We've got uh, 20% of our entire population of employees are racially or ethnically diverse. And so, again, just we want to make sure that we represent the communities that we work in and so, and, and so it's a big effort for us in terms of just focusing on that and improving overall. And we're seeing improvement every single year to the targets that we have and the goals that we have overall as a company.
1: One thing I want to touch on is the employee-led innovation program, Operation Possible. Yeah. Um, so could you could you talk about that and how that started and, and what exactly that is?
0: Yeah, so when we created our kind of – aligned around the purpose that we have of challenging what's possible and innovating for a sustainable world, we thought the best way to to get going is to actually do some crowdsourcing within our own, you know, 40 plus thousand employees. And so we created Operation Possible and we came up with, you know, what are the large, uh, what are some the things that exist that are just like, why, why does that exist? Like, how can we possibly solve that? Whether it be, Plastic waste, or um, how to improve food loss, and so we put these challenges out, crowdsource with our employees. They come up with ideas, and then our entire employee population votes on those ideas, and then we put together a process where we now start to develop solutions and then deploy those solutions. And so it's uh, it's engaging for our employees, and it's uh, and we're seeing a great a lot of great progress from that standpoint.
1: Again, I'll I'll touch on on what I do right now in my job, trying to create a sustainability ambassador program. So bringing our salespeople in, educating them on sustainability so that they can be better versed when they're out in the field. But we also want to create this ambassador program so that we can have ideas come from all over the place, Um, from from all different backgrounds, all different locations. Um, And that's what I want to get into next is education. Yeah. and um, Train Technologies, it's, it's really incredible. I mean, the commitment of $100 million and um, and 500,000 volunteer hours for sustainable education initiatives. The way that I see it, and the whole idea behind this podcast was to increase education on sustainability, and I think that you really need to get the message out there. So could you talk about the education piece at Train Technologies and all the work that you're doing?
0: Absolutely. So we have a focus on sustainable futures, and this is about... Making sure that we have diverse populations of people that are, that we work on for STEM education. And, 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 and that's how we're, you know, kind of thinking about our financial donations. In 2022, we, in, we donated 15 million to charitable organizations associated with this in order to help improve. That was a big increase from the prior within to our commitment of 100 million. Uh, we had uh, 65,000 volunteer hours uh, out of our workforce. Of contributing to charitable organization. And by the way, we allow every employee in the company eight hours of paid time to volunteer time to charitable organizations, all of which to ultimately reach our goal of having 500,000 hours uh, to charities. So we've got a lot of momentum. We also have, you mentioned the ambassador program. I like that concept. We don't have an ambassador program, but we have what we call purple teams. And so, you know, the the color of trained technologies is purple, um, and so we have purple teams, which these are or these are teams of people in you know countries and and local offices that are focused on all aspects of RESG. And so, they're focusing on what type of volunteer, what type of community events are they going to hold and give back to the community and and make sure that they get multiple people from that location involved. And then we're able to share between those purple teams across the country, across the company to come up with different ideas. And so they feed off of each other. And so we're seeing a lot of great benefit from that as well.
1: Yeah, I I definitely need all the help that I can get with this program. And uh, the purple team sounds incredible. Um, One thing that, that I've, I won't say struggled with, but when I was creating the volunteer aspect of our ambassador program, I was really focusing on the E of ESG, so the environmental yeah. piece. Because I was like, we can do river cleanups, we can do trail cleanups, we can get in the community, get our hands dirty. But then when talking to the leadership, they're like, you're missing the piece on S, the social piece, like going and volunteering at charities, getting into the community. So I need all the help that I can get, and I'm really glad to hear that. I'll take that back with me next week when I'm back in the office. Well, the as area.
0: an ambassador, you can, you can, know, you can get with all the other ambassadors and come up with different ideas and feed off of one another that's what's so powerful about engaging our, our, our workforce on, on these type of initiatives. Right.
1: Well, Donnie, this has been an incredible conversation. I, th- I think we touched a lot of different pieces, not only with the environmental piece of ESG, but we talked social. And then we talked a little bit about education, which is really cool. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. And it's been a lot of fun.
0: Well, thank you. Really appreciate the time.